1: You are listening to On the
2: Daily, the RotoViz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by RotoViz Radio.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to On the Daily, RotoViz Podcast, the Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Anthony Miko. You find me on Twitter at Amixta. Joined as always by my two dashing young co hosts. First, we have Matt Lamarca of the Action Network. He's here. you see her on time, we can give him an actual intro. You can find him on Twitter, at Matt Lamarca. Matt, I just talked to you like, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes ago.
2: How's it going? Yeah, not much has changed (laughs) since then. (laughs) Except you called me dashing and young, of which I feel really neither at this point in my life. But yeah, I'm excited. I was looking at a 12-game NBA slate all day, which is basically just like, kill me. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to talk some football.
3: Yeah, nothing better than like the six forty five. Jared Bayless is going to play uh, <laughs> on a twelve game NBA slate. But anyway, uh, we are also, of course, as always, joined by future father of the year, host of the Bogey Free DFS show, none other than Matt Jones. You can find him on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Jonesy, how are we doing? And how's he? How's Jack doing after last week? Rough show for Jack last it's-
0: week. Yeah, it was it was not a good first appearance on the show for Jack. Uh yeah, all all good. Um still not really entirely sure what the hell happened, but uh you know, we're uh, we're we're rolling along now. We're good. I was trying. I have a question.
2: Go ahead. Oh boy. Has Jack been to see Santa Claus? Yes.
0: Yes. That was a that was a Sunday morning. I was hoping that I could get some more like dad swag like from the Sesame Place trip, but uh no commas this week, but we did, we did end up with a winning week, so I was happy about it. Gotcha. Dad swag feels like
2: an oxymoron. to it. I could be wrong. How dare Maybe you? that's the secret. I'm just going to start out kids <laughs> just to improve my DFS results. <laughs> hey,
0: it, it worked. I've never had a five-figure uh, five hit before. Have a kid three months later, and it, uh, it happened right away. So,
3: oh I don't gosh. know. We're going to have to ask Levitan to uh, check the correlations in the gender lab models. Um, I bet he's on board. Probably. Uh, Before we get started, I have to remind you guys, as always, you can get 30% discount to Rotoviz Pass through the podcast homepage, rotovis.com slash podcast. Obviously, the fantasy season is basically over. It's already week 16. Uh, But if you get the pass now, I mean, it's an time savings of 30%. But if you get it now, the sub will carry you through all of our draft draft coverage. And uh, that's really where the money's made at the biz. So, I uh, still recommend that you get the pass. Still recommend that you save 30%. I mean, I, there's so many people who subscribe to the site and don't save 30%. And, like, you can literally do it at any time. Even if you're not listening to this show, you can do it. I mean, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, so get that done. Now, we'll talk a little bit about some week 15 results. We're gonna start with the Listener League, which is won by, uh, Mr. CNDR1282. Uh, <laughs> total, uh, very roll off the tongue. Who tied? We had our first tie in the Listener League, or I guess our second tie, but our first legitimate tie. Um, tied with Illini Bob, 1977. 157.36 DK points. They did play different lineups. Um, wow. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, both stacked Tom Brady. Um, both played, I think, Jalen Samuels. Uh, so they're, you know, Joe Mixon. There was some overlap, but, uh, the first guy was, was Naked Brady, Naked Tom, mm-hmm. uh, Tevin Coleman, Nixon, T.Y., Julio, Shepard, Kittle, Samuels, Falcons D. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just I don't know why we don't just play the defense playing against Josh Rosen every week. By the way. It's like a defense touchdown at like three consecutive weeks. <laughs> um, but pretty impressive. Pretty impressive tie. You know, not like a huge amount of overlap between the teams, but enough, obviously. Uh, team number two. Alana Bob the Goat, Uh, he played Robert Foster, did stack Brady with Edelman, ran it back with Samuels, uh, had Jared Cook, Tyler Lockett. Um, So pretty much what you're hearing is that it was a disappointing weekend Was uh, 157, really not a high total, and that was the winning lineup. So good job for you guys. Uh, By the way, the man's, again... Finishing third, one for another cash. the, man's, yeah, the man's the man's friggin' owns us. Like the man's
2: dominates
3: the listener league. It's incredible to me. Like I'm starting I, to wonder I, if like I need to just like call him before I. Pay
0: I actually looked this up though. He is not uh, in the money lead right now in the league. Jones's dad. No. <laughs> no, uh, Finn fan eighteen. Right, yeah, he was a two-time winner. He's yeah. a
1: double
2: winner.
0: Yeah, the man's got, he has to, he has to break through and actually win one of these. And oh. then he'll just be like lapping the field. No, I'm saying like, then he'll, ju- it'll just be over. Like, if he wins one week, because he's r- right there. He's, he's been, play plays two. And he has the second
3: most money in the league. <laughs> so you are putting the man's on Ricky Fowler blast right now. Like, has to break oh. through. The, the shoe fits. Has to, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I, mean, I guess if Mans has the most swag in DFS, then that would be a fair comparison. Because um, <laughs> Ricky is swagged out. Now, we're going to give LaMarcus some props, because he won the three-man this week. Uh, better late than never, I guess. Um, mm, ouch. Put together, put together a really good lineup. Uh, I mean, Matt, I don't know. It really
2: wasn't that impressive, to be honest, but in
3: you know, my opinion. Matt, in cash, in, in cash last week, 145 points was like a 90th percentile lineup.
2: Like, all right then. I guess it was pretty good. I just kind of feel like I avoided the landmines. That's really all my lineup did. Dude, that's all you got to do sometimes. That's, that's what you got to do. The big play Especially the, on a
3: week like last
0: week.
2: Yeah, the big thing for you
3: was Ingram at tight end because tight end was just a brick fest last week. Yeah, and you got 15 and a half points. That was really the difference. Um, really good job by you. Again, oh, ninety percentile lineup, dude. I mean, that's, you know, I know you don't really play a lot of head to heads, but. You'd all right don't like this, like kiss his ass keep much. going, like, keep going. On, let's uh, on. let's move this along <laughs> I, I mean listen i call you fucking father of the year every show i mean i can at least i can at least <laughs> yeah, say a nice accurate. thing about lamarca <laughs> 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 uh so that brings our standings to me eight and a half wins jonesy four and a half wins and lamarca three um
0: i we'll guess see. i gotta get another win here so i don't f-
3: come in last huh well, I
0: mean, I'm trying
2: to come get you.
3: Yeah, Lamarca is really looking to make
2: a shot at the standings here. Maybe I'll. If just I win, if I it. win again this week, it's officially sweat time in the Jones household.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's devastating.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to throw a lineup this week just to get <laughs> Matt, Matt, over Matt. I just like the drama. We need a little drama. Uh, <laughs> let's get into week 16. Uh, we're gonna start with quarterback, where I, we have not seen a lot of this. But we've got 11 quarterbacks priced at 6K and above this week. I guess I guess really 10 now that Cam's out. Um, but a lot of high-priced quarterbacks are like, you know, not really high-priced, but uh, higher than what we've seen. Uh, I want to just start by talking about the four guys up top. Big Ben, Watson, Breeze, and Goff. Uh, it's all 6,400 and above. Uh, this is obviously on the main slate. Um I mean, who do you think Jones is the best play of this group? Uh, Are you looking to take cash quarterback out of this group? What are some of your thoughts? Um, I don't think I'm going
0: this, uh, this high for cash, but I think Watson's probably my favorite play this week. Um, Last couple weeks, he hasn't run quite as much. We saw like a spike probably three weeks ago where he was getting like, I think around like 60 yards or so uh, on the ground, but He's still can a- give you a couple points um, rushing, and then on top of that, I just feel like Lamar Miller is uncertain this week, um, and I'm imagining that it's going to be a reasonably close game where they'll have to continue to throw. So, um, I kind of like Watson the best
3: out of those four. Lamar, what are your thoughts? Uh,
2: the, my first thought is, if you play Big Ben on the road as the most expensive quarterback, like Send me a head-to-head, and I'll play you. <laughs> I don't play a lot of head to heads but I'll make an exception. Uh I-, I personally like Breeze the most out of this group. They have the highest implied team total on the slate. Finally heading back to the Superdome after playing a few games in a row on the road. Uh Nice matchup against Pittsburgh. I think this is just kind of setting up for a Drew, B- Drew Breeze smash spot type of week.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I really like Breeze. Uh, I would consider using Breeze in Cash. Honestly, I think we have value, which we'll talk about uh, a little later in the show. I mean, the Delta and quarterback pricing still isn't really that that crazy, especially now that everyone's kind of at like the six K range. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, I really feel like Breeze could uh, erupt in this spot. Uh, we know that even though the Saints have run the ball a lot more over the last couple of years, uh, that Breeze still has like these really extreme home road splits. Uh, and I think after three games on the road, he's gonna be looking to he's he's chomping at the bit here to get a piece of a piece of Pittsburgh at home. So I, I really like I really like Breeze, and I, I think if I'm going over six K at all this week at quarterback, I think I'm gonna just try to get him. I mean, sixty five hundred very reasonable price. Uh, now Lamarco, just talk to me about your favorite play out of like the rest of those guys in the six K range, because there's still a bunch of them. Obviously, you know, Trubisky, Rodgers, Luck, Ryan, Mayfield, Cousins,
2: a lot of dudes. Uh, What's kind of your lean in this area? I don't really like any of them, to be honest. Like, I think from uh, an ownership perspective, like these guys will all carry like the same ownership as, you know, Breeze up at the top. Uh, Mm -hmm. I even could talk myself into a nice Jared Goff bounce back spot. Like, I think that I like the expensive tier of 6K quarterbacks more than the cheaper guys. I think that's really a a, a fair thing to say, Jones. Are, Are you in agreement?
3: Um, I mean, I, I agree for the, like,
0: in general for that range, but I think that, like, I think Luck is in a good spot um, and has, like, a pretty, pretty solid floor uh, against the Giants. I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's coming off a of dud, um, even though they won, so it's kind of hard to, to really, like. Pump his floor right now after he just scored nine points but I just feel like they're going to um that was just a weird game like they're even if the Giants are awful like I don't see them just getting like boat raced in this game I feel like it'll be reasonably competitive at least in the beginning of the game so uh, I feel like Luck has a, a pretty good floor and obviously we've seen his ceiling um, just on volume alone this year. So I think luck would be the way I go in the bottom half of the 6K range.
3: I mean, since I'm not really looking to play a cash quarterback in here, I think I'm just going right back to Trubisky. Uh, I just think that the ceiling is really high on the road. Uh, you definitely want to throw to beat San Francisco, not run. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit on laying the points. Um so I just think I really like Trubisky's ceiling. The fact that he's a runner also can always give you a touchdown rushing. Um, I just like the upside that he provides. And again, like because so many of these guys are in similar price points, I don't think he's going to carry like a ton of ownership, um, especially with Luck being like a hundred dollars cheaper. And like you said, like he's probably like the the most optimal play. Like I'm sure I'm sure Luck has like the best median projection of anybody in this range. So I'll just pay the extra hundred and get uh, similar ceiling. Maybe even a better ceiling, I would say, with uh, Trubisky. All right, let's move a little bit down the range here. I want to talk about Nick Foles. He's 4,700. Uh It seems like the Foles magic may be back, at least in terms of Philadelphia Eagle results. Do you have any interest, though, in daily fantasy sports? Did you see his shoes today? What? Did you see his shoes today?
0: Oh. I forget who tweeted yeah, it out, but they were like those sock shoot, like the like the finger toes, like oh,
2: I know what you're talking about,
0: those kind of things. Yeah, it, that that was really hard to to look at. Um, no, of course, like you're you're gonna stack them with Alshon, and he's like, that's great, but I, I'm not gonna play him in cash.
2: I'm not gonna play him. Period. <laughs> 'Cause of the shoes, that I talk you into. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it until you mentioned the finger shoes. <laughs> no, I just I, I don't know. I don't play I don't play sub five K quarterbacks this season. It really hasn't burnt me yet and you know I doubt <laughs> I Nick Foles is call. gonna be the guy that that ends that streak. Yeah, I mean He's he, not the one. Somebody else, don't worry. He has oh <laughs> gosh.
3: He has shown like the ability to put up decent fantasy totals, but like if they were playing a worse defense, I'd maybe be into it. But Houston's been really good uh, this season. Obviously, they're like much better against the run, but like their pass rush just worries me against like
2: Human Statue Nick Foles. Um, so I would know. rather play Heineke at the dead minimum, who I know literally nothing about. Are, are we? Can we talk about
0: him now?
3: Yeah, go <laughs> ahead, Jones.
0: I'm sure you're chomping at the bit here. No, it's just really funny because I was like, let me just, you know, get a little background on this guy. And I like Google image searched him and he's 25 years old and he has pictures in three different jerseys <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> so, oh, I was like, mm. excellent. I'm like,
3: maybe, maybe this isn't exactly optimal. <laughs> I mean, what is, what is optimal, right? I mean, who cares? Probably not him. him. <laughs> I mean, I will say this, we talked about this a little bit online the points, like, Record-setting quarterback for the Old Dominion Monarchs. Um, 132 career touchdown passes, 39 picks, 8.2 yards per attempt. Uh, ran for 22 touchdowns and over 1,300 yards. Like, not not like a, a stone terrible player in college at the 1AA level. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it does help that Atlanta's defense is terrible. So I could see him, like, doing a few things. But we've talked about this so many times in the show. like. If he gives you, even if he gets you sixteen DraftKings points, which is four X, uh, even if he gets you 5 X value, like it's still I'd probably you take twenty, but it's probably still not enough to win you a GPP because someone else is going to have thirty. That's and, fair, and be like very stackable with like another player who does really well. Like I guess you stack them with with McCaffrey, but like I, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't resonate yeah. with me as like a complete, a, a really high value stack. Yeah, I think that's that's
0: probably the biggest issue cuz this is like anytime it's a a a very unknown backup quarterback like there's just those weird times where it's some like fourth wide receiver that they have a rapport with and you don't you know what I mean like there's right. just too many variables at that point like something weird's going to happen and you're going to stack him with Moore or McCaffrey or whoever, and then it's going to be some, like, practice squad guy that they call up on Saturday to get a look at. Like, it's just going to be something stupid. So, right. I, I'm I'm
3: mostly joking about it. And it's a 12-game slate. Like, if this was, uh, right. you know, if we had eight teams on by, a Thursday game, a London game, and a Sunday night game, and a Monday night game, then I'd be like, okay, maybe a, you know, nine-game slate, maybe we'll talk about it. But not yeah. a 12-game slate. All right. Uh, Anyone else that you guys want to talk about? Lamarca, any other quarterback that is uh, calling your name?
2: Two of them. Uh, I think Dak Prescott is my cash quarterback this week at 5,700 against Tampa Bay. Um, Just think that's too cheap for him. And I'm playing Tom Brady at 5,900. I know it's a tough matchup against Buffalo, but the Pats have the highest implied team total on the slate or second highest. They're 13-point favorites. Like... The fact that he's had a few subpar games in a row is going to drive his ownership down, but this is still arguably the greatest quarterback of all time as a massive home favorite. Like, I think we should be interested for DFS. Jones, who are your guys?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm fully in on Dak. He's actually developing some pretty crazy home road splits. He's averaging almost 26 points at home and just 16 points on the road. So something to... Uh, to keep an eye on. Um, Yeah, I, I want to play Brady too, but he's had exactly one 20-point game in the past like seven weeks, which is a little concerning for me. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm probably just going Dak and Cash and then doing my, you know, like all the guys that we that we mentioned in the 6K range, you can stack in the tournament and, you know, find something. So, uh, I'm not not playing those guys, but I'm not going to be, like, heavily exposed to anybody outside of probably Watson, Luck,
2: and Dak. I-, I forgot. How many points does Brady lose for having just one 20-point game over the past few weeks?
0: Well, the problem is that he's just not been doing, like, scoring points.
2: <laughs> I'm in. I'm all in on the Pats this week. I That's think fine. That, You I can think, be, but I think it's a it just hasn't league. been happening. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't throw pass performance at me. I'm not rational on the pass right
0: now. All right. Well, he pl- he also played the Bills not long ago and scored 16 points. And this is the second In divisional home. game. So, just, just saying. Are you guys done?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Children, are we done? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to echo the Dak thoughts. I, I talk about this on laying the points, but Dak has also done way better against man defenses versus zone defenses. And... uh Tampa does play a lot of, a lot of man now with the coordinator change. So I definitely like that for Dak, obviously for now that you can stack him pretty easily, like very, very easy to know who to stack Dak with. Uh, and I like Matty Ice, you know, Matt Ryan, I, the Heineke thing definitely hurts the game environment. Um, you know, maybe obvi- well, not, maybe obviously like less of a chance of like a pure shootout. Um, but like, when are we just going to like properly rate Matt Ryan? You know, like I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the jury's out on like the NFL thing, people are like, Oh, he's overrated, whatever. But like the dude does put up numbers and he's only sixty one hundred. Like I just I just feel like he's playable. I feel like he's playable every week and uh sub ten percent I'm just gonna keep rolling Let's move on to running back, which is where I think it's really interesting. We have uh, the elite tier, which is made up of Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Christian McCaffrey. Um nobody really close in price. To those three guys so pretty big distinction i think here uh jones who's your favorite of you know this stud tier basically 800 to 9200 and like how many of these guys are you looking to play in cash this week So i think that's a really important question for us to ask um yeah i mean i think i think zeke
0: has to be uh the favorite just because of i, I don't know i mean obviously Gurley's gonna play Um, you know, he came back in, uh, even though he was, you know, knocked out for a little bit there uh, last week, but I don't really want to pay 9,200 for like a question mark. So in GPPs, I'll have some girly, but we're talking about cash. Then I'm like going to be fully in on Zeke because I think they just like destroy
3: Tampa this weekend. Matt or other Matt.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Like Zeke is the no doubter cash play. Like he just has such a safe floor, especially considering the matchup. Like I'm, I'm for sure playing him there. Uh, I also really like McCaffrey this week. Like I think that this game script with Heineke calls for like 10 plus catches. So I would love to get both of them into my lineup. Um, I may not be able to do it. And there's, there are a couple of guys in the next year down that I think are really interesting. Uh, and deserve some cash consideration as well, but I do think that like between this tier and the next tier, I'll probably have two guys on my cash team this week.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you can play two guys. Like I, you know, I was messing around with some builds yesterday, and uh, I was definitely able to get like some Zeke McCaffrey teams in that I liked. I I am more concerned about the Heineke thing than you are. Like, I, I just think that when you're not playing for anything, like it's. You may just take him out a couple se- like a series or two that you wouldn't otherwise. And that obviously impacts the fantasy production. I'm also just like. I mean, then you or... could say that
2: about like 15 different teams on this. Well, yeah, but I think it's something we have to consider. I- I'm not worried about it. Like if we're what's saying that about McCaffrey, to play him? what's the, what's the Falcons incentive to play Matt Ryan? Like it's they're professional football players. That's their incentive. They get paid to play. They get paid the same amount whether or not they're on the sidelines. Like, I just don't see. Like, I think if you're gonna have that take about McCaffrey, you need to have it with like seventy five percent of the slate. Well, I think uh, I think playing guys playing on teams that are playing for something is is a relevant thing to think about. But uh, I just think that that inflates ownership. Like. Uh, I would – I'm not worried. Like, if you want to sit, sell me on the fact that McCaffrey has a bad game because the Carolina offense is going to suck – Right. Well, that's the that's part fine. I was going to get to next. But if, if you're selling me that he's not going to play his normal compliment, I don't buy that. Well, I mean, his normal compliment's been 100%. So, I think I think yeah. I will take the under on that and feel confident. But I well, – I, I can't I, bet the over on 100. Right. But I'll take the over on 90. <laughs> How confident are you feeling, boss man?
3: I mean – I don't know, 90%. So, what are we talking? If they play 60 snaps, he plays 54. I guess I'd still take the under on that. Um, all right. But I, like, I, I just think that, like, the overall circumstances is just way worse than it was 24 hours ago. Cause I don't think they're gonna move the ball that well. I think that no cam hurts the efficiency rushing. And, like, I mean, like you said, we don't really know a lot about this guy. Like, what if he just, like,
2: can't throw a friggin' three yard pass to Chris McCaffrey? Like, that's possible. Um, I find it more likely that he can't throw to receivers than he can't check the ball down, which is why I'm, I'm banking on a big week for McCaffrey. I could be wrong. Like again, like we're just, yeah, Yeah. this is all speculation. Right. And I I just think that there's a reason that, you know, young quarterbacks lean on tight ends and it's because they don't have the ability to read defenses and go down the field.
3: Yeah. I'm also like rooting really hard against McCaffrey this week. So I'm just like a, I'm completely biased, (laughs) completely biased category (laughs) for me. Um, but let's move into like the lower tier, cause I think this is, this piggybacks off that, obviously. Uh, we have a lot of intriguing value options. Edo Smith is on the IR. So, uh, you know, the backfield for Atlanta should belong to Tevin Coleman. They did add Jeremy Langford off the practice squad. Uh, same goes for Elijah McGuire on the Jets, you know, Isaiah Crowell. Uh, Frank Gore is out. Kalen Balaj figures to take on the lead role, even though, uh, Kenny Drake is still there. And, uh, Jamal Williams, a little expensive, a little more expensive than these guys, but Aaron Jones on the IR as well. So, I just want to do a quick buy or sell. So I'm just going to give you the player, the, the salary, and the matchup. And all I want you to do is say buy or sell. And then afterwards, I'll come back to you guys to get like who you like the most and all that stuff. So, uh, Tevin Coleman, 4800 at Carolina. Jones, buying or selling? Buy. Lamarca? Buy. Okay, I'm buying as well. Uh, Elijah McGuire, Lamarca? Buy for cash games, sell GPPs. Jones? Yep. Uh Same. I think I'm just gonna buy altogether. Don't love me deck. Uh Caitlin thirty seven hundred at home against Jacksonville. Jones. Buy. Lamarca? Sell Balage buy
2: Kenyon Drake.
3: Yeah, yes. I'm sal- I'm selling Balage as well. Uh and then Jamal Williams, fifty four hundred at your fighting jets, uh, which is for me a buy. Uh what do you think, Matt? Or Lamarco. he's awful. Yep. Jones. Yeah, he's really bad at football. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, cool. So now that we've kind of just given the quick takes, Jones, who do you like the most out of this group? And, uh, you know, is that guy or any of these guys cash viable for you?
0: Yeah, I think, I think Tevin is going to be in every, probably every one of my lineups. Yeah. I just feel like there's there's no real reason not to play him. Like there's there's nobody there. But Atlanta's
2: I'm eliminated from playoff contention. Oh god, unbelievable! Yeah, but Tevin Coleman, a star go. player. That's the, It's just. It's a lot different. Um.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm going fully in on Tevin Coleman, and just like for just life and how all of this works, like. I lost in my semifinals in season long and he's on my team. So I know he's going to go off this week. So like, that's just a
3: sure thing. It wasn't the reason you lost. Cause he was pretty good last week too. Yeah. Well, I didn't play him. So, Oh, well then that sucks. Uh. <laughs> uh, Lamarco, who do you like in this group? Same question. Obviously as Jones.
2: I think Coleman and McGuire are both super cash viable. Um, I worry about their ownership a little bit in GPPs. Like, I think Coleman could approach 30 plus percent coming off of a huge week. And I do think that the matchup versus Carolina isn't great. So I might sell him more for GPPs, but I think at 4800, you can't go wrong with him for cash games. Uh, I really like Kenyon Drake this week at 3900. I think that everybody that plays the Miami backfield is going to go with Balage. And based off of what happened last week, like that makes sense. But I think that once Frank Gore got hurt, the team was already down like three scores. They didn't really feel the need to punish uh, Drake by putting him into that game script. So I think that if this game versus Jacksonville is more competitive, we should see a 50-50 split. And Drake has been really good in that role uh, recently. Like he's a home run hitter. So I think that he's going to have really minimal ownership and I like his upside. Are we worried that Adam Gase just completely hates Ken and Drake? At all? Has he hated him for the whole season? Because he's been fine the last few weeks. I don't know. He's been playing Frank Gore Uh, over him. So yeah, (laughs) I'm uh, not expecting him to become a bell cow. But like, if uh, if you pull up his game log, he's averaged a plus minus of plus five point three six over his past ten games. He had twenty six point six a few weeks ago against. Yeah, but that was like
0: two. That was like buoyed by like two games, though.
3: Okay. Like, he's had yeah, a lot of duds. but That's fine, though, if you're playing in the tournaments. I, I don't disagree with you, Lamarca. I uh, I uh was just responding to if Adam Gase hates him. Like, I think Adam Gase, for whatever reason, may not like him that much. But he's, like, very clearly still the pass-catching option. Like, he barely played last week and still had three targets. Right. And uh, Balazs, I'm pretty sure, only had one. So, like, uh if this game is a little closer or if they're throwing a little bit more, I mean, that was another thing. Like, they didn't really throw the ball at all last week. So they're throwing the ball more. Like I'm sure Drake will, will get will get some action, and uh, the price is never even been lower. So I don't uh, I don't hate that call at all. I, I am I am curious though to see the ownership split because the Balaj the Balaj bust was being driven pretty hard last week by a few people on on the Twitter sphere.
2: I mean, I like Balaj. I I think that both guys will be lower than expected because it's a scary situation, right? Like nobody wants to roster a running back in a fifty fifty split. But I would bet my unborn child that Drake has lower ownership than, uh, than Balash. So. Wow.
3: That's a risky bet on a Wednesday. Um, <laughs> it's a lot to wager. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, and just to get back to the original question, I, I like Coleman the best, obviously. I mean, I am definitely a Tevin Coleman truther. And there's just nothing that, there's nothing that they can do now to keep him off the field. I mean, I, I guess they could play. Langford, but like he literally just got with the team like 30 seconds ago so uh, I like Coleman when he has all the work I still think he's talented and it, yeah Carolina is not a great matchup but at least they are favored and that's uh I think a pretty big edge versus like some of these other guys I'm just
0: curious does Blue I mean this it's kind of the same range does Alfred Blue factor in at all um if Miller can't go Alfred who like in these in this <laughs> conversation is he worth at all considering or no?
2: Alfred Blue is like a poor man's Jamal Williams. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the meanest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's a great take. No, I
0: just, I, I just feel like people are, you know, if Miller misses, that's like another decision that people would at least, you know, at least it would come across people's minds. So I just wanted to get that out there.
3: I mean, if people are going to click Alfred Blue, I'm, I'm going to play the sleep. More than I thought. Um, I mean, I guess want he value, could, I, man. I guess he could score like a short touchdown, but I mean, anyone can do that. Yeah, I'm never gonna play Alfred Blue. I played him in Showdown.
0: I, year. I, I'm it. not. I'm not like. I'm not putting my reputation on Alfred Blue. Blue. I was just no, asking dude, the you question. Just told
3: us, you just told us to go all in on Alfred Blue. I, mean, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't <get> <laughs> mean <I'm leaving>. that. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, let's talk about some good players. Uh, Saquon disappointed last week, but he has dropped a ton in salary. He's down to 7900 Uh, Do you guys prefer him or Alvin Kamara for $500 less? We'll start with Lamar. Uh, does Saquon Barkley qualify as a stud player, Anthony? He does, but he plays for a really dumb team that still thinks that they need to win games, So Okay,
2: so we shouldn't worry about his touches being limited. Got it. You uh, could worry I, about I, it, I like- but, he's, but he's also 7900 I like both players. I'm going to give the edge to Kamara because, like I said earlier, I think it's a New Orleans smash bot. Jones? Yeah, I, I'm
0: leaning towards Kamara as well, but I, I just feel like if things shake out the way that I'm thinking, then Kamara will be slightly lower owned. So I'm just going for like an ownership play there. But I, I think that both are worth, um, you
3: know, like some some exposure. I mean, I'm obviously taking Saquon, Obviously. I ride, I ride with Saquon now. As the, my team's going to play him. I might as well have him. But, I mean, 10 targets last week, even though he didn't have a good game. Uh, still seeing a ton of usage. Titans not really like the ideal spot in terms of both pace and matchup. Uh, Colts way, way up in pace by comparison. And uh, the Giants will almost certainly be trailing in this game. So, I'm sure Saquon will continue to get targeted. I was really surprised that they so aggressively changed his price. Um... I think it mitigates a lot of the factors that you maybe have to worry about in the spot. Uh, but I don't, I don't dislike Camara. Obviously, uh, favorite tournament play on the slate, Jones. What do you think? I mean, there's a, a ton of guys we haven't talked about yet, obviously. So there are a lot of think.
0: Yeah, I, I think right under that, I, I'm really liking Nick Chubb. Um, pretty much since I, I'm assuming that it's the that it was the Hyde trade right before the Tampa game. Um, he's had at least, uh, like 19 opportunities in every game, but one. Um, and I just feel like he's going to be definitely lower owned than, you know, like the, the Camaras and Barkleys of the world. So I think that he could put you, you could probably get like to a pretty similar, um, like a similar build to what a lot of people might have, but Chubb just gives you like a bunch of leverage uh, compared to playing Kamara Barkley.
2: Lamarca? Yeah. Nick Chubb just good at football confirmed. Yes. Um, I'm going with two guys in the same price range. Wow. Love James White this week at 5,200. I think he's a ideal candidate to stack with Brady. That's going to be like a super contrarian stack with upside. White's price tag has come down by $2,200 over the past month on DraftKings. And the offensive coordinator just said we need to get him more involved. Uh, I, You know Tom Brady loves throwing to him when he's on the field. Sure. And I'm expecting him to be more on the field this week. Uh, I also think Marlon Mack at 5500 like another guy that I think is just a good football player. Uh, we just saw the Giants get demolished by Derrick Henry. You know, the Colts are nine-point home favorites. That's a Script that we normally like to target running backs in. So I think he's another viable option at 5,500.
3: Now, for me, I mean, stop me if you've heard this before, but I like David Johnson. Uh, <laughs> they finally threw a, like a pass down the field to him last week. I almost fell out of my chair. Imagine oh. that. Is he so. a good player? Yeah, he's the man. I love DJ. You get what I'm going at, though. Like yeah, I'm not going to keep fucking drunk. That's I'm what I'm getting at with you. Fucking drop. It. <laughs> The fucking – the Carolina Panthers are waving the white flag. No other team in the NFL is waving the white flag. Carolina sucks. They know they're out. They don't want to play. I'm just saying it's possible that they're hurt. stud – I'm just saying it's possible that they're stud young running back who they're going to need for the next 15, you know, 15 games or whatever, like next year, however many games, the next three years, like they may not want to play him 100% of the snaps in a fucking bullshit game. That's what I'm saying. I won't won't bring
2: it up anymore, but I can tell your conviction on this has wavered. He's 8,800. That's, you know,
3: David Johnson is 6,200. He can still smash on 75% of the Um, And they're going to need him. I mean, he's their only guy. So, uh, well, I mean, they still have, obviously, Larry Fitz. I don't want to hate on Fitz. The GOAT. But, uh, no, I mean, I think that the the receiving work is definitely valuable. And uh, we were just talking online the points that we think this game could be a little closer than the fourteen point spread. So I think if that happens, David Johnson is going to have to do some things. Um, you mentioned James White. I also really like Sony Michelle. Uh, you know, White is obviously a great candidate to get the Patriots to a lead um, because of what he does in the passing game. But I think that Michelle is obviously the lead candidate to tote the rock with the lead. Uh, Patriots have had sixty carries with. Uh, A tied or with the lead over the last three weeks. That's with Burkhead, Michelle, and and White all healthy. Michelle, 33 of those carries. No other running back with more than nine. So, the very clear leader, I think, in those situations. And uh, obviously, that kind of game script leads itself to you know potentially the bonus touchdowns, whatever. Uh, So I I don't typically love guys who aren't going to catch a ton of passes, but they do slip a screen to Michelle every now and then. And 4900, I don't think is a terrible price. So. I do like him as well. Um, anybody else that you guys want to mention? I feel like we've given a pretty, a pretty good summary of a, a really good position this week. And running back, running back definitely decides this week. I feel like. Um,
2: I do just really, really quickly want to echo Jones's thought on Todd Gurley. Like, you will never be able to get Todd Gurley at lower ownership than you will this week, yep. Any he's two touchdown favorite.
3: Yeah, and like they, they don't seem to waver like I feel like any questions about Todd Gurley have pretty much just come from the people on, on football Twitter. Like the Rams have like given us zero inkling that they would limit him. Uh, I mean they put him back in the game last week and McVay today said that he's gonna play. So like, he expects him to play. So I mean they have things to play for. I'm sure that they'll ride him out there. Uh next week probably, like if they can win this week, next week might be a week where they rest him. But uh it seems like this week they're gonna let them roll. Let's move over to receiver before we do that. This week's listener league, you guys have really answered the
1: bell. We've filled Love a Good Deal? Sale into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day sale. Entire store fifty to seventy percent off. Dresses from nineteen ninety-nine. Polos from sixteen ninety nine. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sale into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day sale. Entire store fifty to seventy percent off. Dresses from nineteen ninety nine. Polos from sixteen ninety nine. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.
3: Really early for like three weeks in a row. So we've decided to bump it to a fifty man contest. We'll see if the Mans can finish top five in a fifty man. Contest. Ooh expanded the field. Um so many shots. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just keep filling. You know, we got it to 50. We made it bigger. Don't, uh, don't let us down in this spot. I mean, I think that we've had a lot of fun with this tournament. Um, you guys have been loyal listeners getting in. We haven't even really had to do much work on social media. You guys have just kind of filled it. So let's keep doing that. And, uh, you know, maybe next season we can make it even bigger, you know? So that'd be great. So keep getting on that. Continue to take our money. Um, and now we'll talk wide receiver. And I actually want to start with Robert Foster. Who's at four thousand nine hundred? He scored twenty or more DraftKings points in two straight games. Like, does seem to be like the favorite target there for Josh Allen. Uh, very fast, has made some really good plays. Are you buying Robert Foster? Maybe not even necessarily like in this particular slate, just like as a football player, Jones. Yeah, yes, I am.
0: I uh, I think it was week. It was either week four or week five that I wrote him up in the buffet because he was just seeing like a shit ton of air yards. Like he, uh, he, he's not always going to get like, or he wasn't always getting like crazy volume, but whenever they were targeting him, they were taking shots. And now he's creeping up into like, I think we can pretty much bank on like a good five targets. And I know that doesn't sound great, like, you know, an insane amount, but the depth of target that he has is going to make those targets way more valuable. So I I love Robert Foster. I'm a fan.
2: He's the Ari Yards god? <laughs> wow. Lamar are you, are you feeling as strongly about Robert Foster? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I should play him in my championship game this week. Uh I really have no idea. Humble like, brag. Amico, you brought up brought this up a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was on this pod or the other one, but like the Bills are just sending their receivers deep on like every play because it gives Josh Allen room to run. And we obviously know he has a bazooka for an arm. So like this guy's skill set seems to fit that style of offense really well. Um, he's had four great weeks in his last five games. I just still feel like there's big bust potential.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think part of part of what like comes of that depth that target depth is like you are going to have like big swings and the New England corners are good. Like I I don't think I want them this week. I I just think that the Patriots can stop that kind of a passing game. Like they have been good against the deep ball for a lot of the year. Uh, They have really good corners. You know, Foster is still a relatively inexperienced player. Uh, So I don't think I want him this week at 4900. But I I do think that like you were saying, like I do think he kind of matches what the Bills want to do. I mean, he went to friggin' Alabama, like even though he was like fifth in receiving yards last year, like half those guys are, are going to be like first and second rounders. Like Ridley was a first rounder. The two guys that are still playing there, Judy and Ruggs, like those guys might be first or second rounders. They've been beasts. So like, I feel like I can't really hate on a guy that's fifth in receiving yards on that kind of a team. Um, And he was invited to the combine last year. I mean, it did, that does seem like a lot of, scouts liked him even though he wasn't playing a lot so I think I'm buying Foster but just not this week uh, let's talk about some of these other guys uh, 8k or above the The pricing is like really balanced this week I think that uh, there's no there's no like very obvious value to me um, so I think we'll just talk about this in terms of tiers so Jones uh, 8k and above here who do you like Um, yeah I
0: mean obviously there's a lot to like here um, in, in tournaments in general, I feel like Devonte Adams is going to go under owned. And like, we just saw what happened to the, the poor, poor jets last week with Devonte uh, with, uh, Deandre Hopkins. So I think I'm just gonna, I'm going to roll with that in tournaments and, uh, go for, go for a ceiling game there.
2: Marker. Yeah. I don't think those two players are even like remotely comparable. So. Like Hopkins can take the top off of a defense, and I don't know if Adams has a catch of greater than ten yards in his whole career. So like I- I'm way more interested in Michael Thomas. Like I've mentioned a few times I think the Saints are in a great spot this week. And like Thomas is the guy. He's So just only play Saints, got it. Yeah. Great. That'd be a great strategy, I think. <laughs> cool.
3: Perfect. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's hard to disagree. I I do. I like Thomas as well. I mean, he's still like a huge opportunity leader on this team, 28% of the targets. Um, and like the Steelers inside, like just haven't been as good. Like Mike Hilton had a really good start to the year, but hasn't played that great out of the slot since then. Um, and I just think like, this is a game where the, uh, the saints are going to have to throw and that just means tons of action. And Yeah, Michael Thomas is still catching like 85% of his passes, which is just stupid. So like you're going to get like a ton of drafting points, even if he doesn't have like the bonus or a touchdown, like he could still have a really nice game for you. So uh, the ceiling is really tremendous. I I, I like Thomas a lot.
2: By the way, I'm not saying Devontae Adams can't crush the Jets. I just think it would be in a different variety. Nope. He would catch like two red zone targets type of thing.
3: All right, right, Lamar, we're going to kick it right back to you. For the seven to eight K range. I mean we've been hammering T.Y. Hilton, I feel like the last few weeks. Uh he's finally over seven K. Uh then we have like a bunch of other like typical stud type guys, Adam Thielen under eight K for the first time in a while. Uh what do you think of this area?
2: Uh Thielen are bust for me here, basically. I'm sorry. Hilton their bust, I mean. You got Thielen in my head. That is pretty tempting price on Thielen. But uh I just think that Hilton is the safest play in this group. We know he has upside. He's also been seeing more like short to intermediate targets this season. The Colts throw the ball all over the field. Um, I don't think this is a great week to pay up for a wide receiver. Like in terms of a cash game build, I like Thomas and I like Hilton, and that's really about it.
0: Uh, Jones, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the best best matchup is probably with Cooper, and I, I already said how much I like Dak, so... If Dak's going to have a good game, I guess it makes sense that Cooper would as well, right?
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
3: Yeah, Amari's the dude that I like a lot. I mean, I think uh, in tournaments, he was way up in ownership last week. He'll still be owned, um, but I don't think he's going to be like super highly owned with a couple of the guys below him that I'm sure people will play. Uh, And the ceiling for Cooper, I think, in any given week is just tremendous, right? Like we've already seen him have like the two monster games. Uh, obviously, I think you're a little lucky to do that with the long touchdowns, but just a really talented dude. I think that the, I think that we can finally close the book on that. So uh, I'm going to roll with Amari. I mean, Hilton obviously has been very consistent, so I think you can still play him in like a cash game setting, but in tournaments, I really like Cooper. Uh, all right, we're going to keep rolling down here. Now I, we'll expand a little bit here, five to seven K, just so we can get a few more guys in the mix here. Uh, Jones, what do you think? Uh, a very plentiful tier here. Yeah, I was going to say that's a hell of a range there. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that, again, like if if I'm just like going to say one guy that I really want to get some exposure to, I, I think that I want to get some Allen Robinson this week. Um, the volume has just been great and he just hasn't quite gotten there. Um, so I'm just going to keep banking on him uh, in tournaments and waiting for that big week and like you said earlier we know that if you want to beat the 40 not that it's hard to beat the 49ers but if you want to beat the 49ers the few weeks. you're gonna throw right so um a, a relatively low owned for this tier like i feel like holiday's around there jeffrey's around there who's going to be higher owned um so i feel like in tournaments i want to roll out quite a bit of Allen robinson this week Marco, what
3: do you think
2: i love both rams guys um i would imagine patrick peterson probably stays on the outside with cooks so i guess woods is the preferred target but i think both guys have upside um and woods has a really nice floor i think for for cash games as well like even though goff has struggled woods is still getting a boatload of targets he gets those nice short to intermediate targets that we know have value in ppr format so i think that if you wanted to load up at running back this week and, and go with Woods as, like, your wide receiver one, I think that's totally fine.
3: Yeah, love Bob Woods um, for all the reasons that you mentioned. I also think Mike Evans uh, under 7K again. Like, was in a really tough matchup last week at 6,700 and still went over 100 yards. Like, Dallas is also tough, but I don't think that they're any harder than, than Baltimore. Um and again, like the Byron Jones thing, like he's really the guy. You can get deep on a, a and I'm sure that he'll, uh, that Evans will move, like, kind of all over the formation. So, I uh, really like Mike Evans. I think we're getting a, a pretty strong discount. And I'm going to continue to hammer Kenny Galladay. Like, just the volume's tremendous. And I'm not afraid of Xavier Rhodes. I don't think Xavier Rhodes has been good this year. So I, I'm not worried about matchup here at all. All right. Uh, Anyone else that you guys want to talk about? I mean, I, the cheap guys to me I, are a little interesting this week just because like if we do want to pay for the stud running backs, uh, we're going to have to, you know, get a little punty here. Uh, so I, I guess I'll first ask like Lamarca, is there a guy under 5K that you're like, I feel really comfortable with this play? Uh, and if not, just give me like a tournament play.
2: like. I think Dante Pettis and Robbie Anderson are both very cash viable. Um, both guys seeing a bunch of targets. Not the greatest matchup for Pettis, but he's been super reliable with Mullins at quarterback and with Marquise Goodwin, basically MIA. Um, Anderson, it's been more of like a later emergence for him, but he's he's a good football player. And like Sam Darnold has finally started targeting him. So I think both of those guys are fine, uh, better than fine, honestly. And I know you said 5K or lower, but Alshon Jeffries, 5,300, I think you could totally look at him too. Jones? Yeah, those are my two,
0: so I, I, I won't belabor the points here.
3: <laughs> uh, I want to I put on for Josh Reynolds, too, 4,600. I mean, all the Rams guys, I think, are just underpriced because of how they played the last couple weeks. Um, but, I mean, Reynolds probably isn't going to see Peterson at all, uh, or at least very little. I would imagine he's going to follow Cooks around. So uh, we're going to see a bunch of snaps with Reynolds against subpar cornerback play. Uh, he has scored the most receiving touchdowns, for the Rams without Cooper Cup, uh, so I, I like his upside at forty six hundred. Uh, and, and and you know again, I, I do agree with what you guys are saying about Pettis and uh, target volume hog Robbie Anderson. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about, Jones?
0: Um, I think that I want I might have some interest in uh, maybe Ridley this week. Like if if Carolina is like truly throwing in the towel, um. And that game just goes crazy for Atlanta. Then I think that he could uh, he could maybe find the end zone once or twice as like a low owned guy.
3: Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, Lamarca, anyone else that you're kind of considering? Julian Edelman,
2: another Patriot. But uh, I it's think all the Patriots, Bills are it's all
3: Saints. Only play
0: Patriots
2: or Saints. Very beatable in the slot. <laughs> like that's uh, that's where you want to attack them. And Edelman is still the clear top option in their offense. Not a great week last week, but he had a million targets. So uh, I like a nice Edelman, white Brady double stack. Double
3: stack. Uh, I'm going to go with Zay Jones. 3,700. He's $1,200 cheaper than Foster and uh, has seen similar target volume. Obviously Foster's targets are, you know, more valuable because they're further down the field. But I do think that in this matchup, Josh Allen's going to have to do a little more thinking and dunking than he's been able to the last few weeks, or than he's had to the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, 21 targets the last three weeks for Zay. Um, I think he catches a few more this week. And, you know, again, at 3,700 doesn't have to do a ton. So, tournaments, obviously, I think a nice pivot off Foster. But I think Jones is, you know, a fringe cash viable type play as well. If you're trying to go like three stud running backs and pay up like somewhere else. All right, we'll talk tight ends and, uh, we just can't get, you know, Travis Kelsey on more than like one main slate a month. So he's not, <laughs> he's not here. Uh, but we have Kittle, Ertz, Ebron, and Gronk all above 5,500. Uh, Ebron did not practice today, but I mean, it sounds probably like more like a maintenance thing. Uh, Lamarco, who's your favorite of the four here? I think tight end is, we've been paying up for tight end a lot. So this is important.
2: Yeah. Zach Ertz, sub 6K. Lock him in cash games. Let's move on,
3: Jones.
0: Oh, I like fully disagree. Like I, I don't want any of any of the Earths. Um, I, I would much rather pay for Kittle. Oh, interesting. Uh, could you expand on that? I just think that it's you're going to get him at depressed ownership, and you're like last week was a bit of an aberration. Like he still had eight targets, and Seattle is good against tight end. So, like, why not just? Like, ho- like, look for the bounce back spot. Like, Foles is not. I don't know. I, I just don't see that connection there. It's not. It's not Wentz and Ertz. It's Foles and Ertz. So, no thanks.
3: I mean, I think and through Ebron, by the way. Like, I finally play the guy, and he puts up a dud. Just for the record, yeah, he was a dumpster fire last week. <laughs> um, I mean, Ertz has still been seeing targets seven, seven, and eight the last, or sorry, seven and eight the last two weeks with Foles. Uh, so I don't think it's like a total
0: dead spot. In the spot. first two
2: games of the season, he had eight with Foles at least. So yeah, I'm I, not worried about that. Yeah, don't I, talk
3: about I, old stuff, Lamarco.
2: <laughs>
3: you brought up Foles. This has been a testy show. Um, <laughs> I, I still feel like Ertz has to be the better cash play. Like I just think that the total body of work tells us that Ertz is the better play. But I mean, I can get behind Kittle in tournaments, obviously. Like he's... Got a great ceiling. And I do think that, like, most people will just play Ertz for the $100 less. So, like, I can get behind Kittle. As, right. Like, Especially a tournament as Kittle's
2: against the Bears. People are not going to play Kittle.
3: Right. And the Bears so. have, like, a bunch of injuries on defense. So, that actually is not, like, uh, the matchup, I think, is being probably a little overvalued. Uh, but I'm glad that the three of us are at least in agreement that we're not playing. Dead to us. Uh <laughs> If you're not playing a stud, though, Jones, do you have a cash option that you like? Anyone you'd like to discuss? Um, I mean, yeah,
0: I guess you could. You could probably tell yourself a story where you can go back to Ingram, like forty six hundred, isn't crazy. Um, I don't know, like tight ends so gross. Like I just, I hate even just scrolling through tight ends. Um, if you if you really want to go like real real cheap and just say like screw it, um. Jarwin has gotten seven targets each of the last two weeks. Like maybe that makes sense in some <laughs> in some world, but I don't know. It's
3: uh tight end's pretty gross for me this week. Yeah, Jarwin was gonna be my guy, because I actually think you know, you get seven targets at tight end for three K. Like I'll I'll probably take that against yeah. Tampa. Tampa sucks. Um <laughs> Lamarca, anyone else that you were thinking about as like a potential cash play? Negative. Zach Ertz, it is. So there's just Zach Ertz everywhere. You said in cash.
1: No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'm
3: just saying, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to follow it up with the GPP question. So do you have a... Yes. Okay. Ca- in my cash
2: games, I'm only playing Zach Ertz. All right, cool. So, but in tournaments now, who who is your pivot? Who is your play? I really dig Gerald Everett at 2,900. Like, if you look at the numbers, he's kind of been the biggest benefactor for the Rams since the injury to Cooper Cup. He's had at, at least seven targets each of the past two weeks. Um, he hasn't done really anything with those targets, but his snaps are up. We know that they like to get him involved uh, around and near the end zone. I think you could do worse than him at twenty nine hundred. Uh, Jones, any thoughts uh, on tournament guys
0: here? No, I mean, I, I think that's probably where I'm going to limit it. Like, if you if you want to go, I don't know. I mean, like, you could you could tell yourself a story that like. Cameron Braid should be uh, at least warranting some consideration, given the connection with Jameis. But I don't know; it's it's all kind of disgusting. Yeah, Braid has just been like super touchdown dependent, right? Um, but I mean, most most tight ends are. So I guess that's like okay at three thousand nine hundred.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, I like Ben Watson at twenty seven hundred. If we're if we're playing all the Saints, all the Saints. Uh, I mean, Watson, not that one. Watson's like a, a legit one percent play. Pittsburgh sucks against tight ends. Like I know Watson hasn't like done a ton, but they did throw him like the one long ball last week. Um I mean, he, he just has to score, right? And he did that against the Rams, and he ended up putting together a nice fantasy day. But I don't hate it. I mean, I think he's a fringe guy. Like obviously, a bunch of the guys that you mentioned are much better plays, but uh, I think that Watson is the lowest owned exposure you're going to get to that offense. So I don't think he's a terrible player. Alright, we'll talk defenses now, and uh I mean this is the worst part of the show, obviously. But Dallas and New England are both huge favorites. They're 2,600 and 2,500, respectively. Uh Lamarca, do you like these defenses?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play New England in cash, and I will probably, you know, look at some of the more contrarian options for GPPs.
0: Jones? Yeah, like they're they're fine. Sure. Alright, Jones. Uh <laughs>
2: And yeah, and then like, I just hate talking about at my
0: defenses. Take. I don't like, I don't care. Like, if you go back and listen to the, um, like the strategy shows that we did in August, I'm like, I've completely flipped back un- to like how I used to think about defenses. Like, I just, I can't, I can't go crazy trying to figure this stuff out. And then like some dumb quarterback like drops the ball and they run it back for a touchdown. <laughs> and you're like, all right, great. Like, there goes
2: the slate. Yeah. Of all the things you can spend your week prepping, defense should be like the. the like, you should spend more time thinking about what you're going to wear in the morning <laughs> than defenses in daily fantasy football. Well, who's like the Matt
3: Jones, you have to click a defense, low priced defense for the week? Like,
0: sack wise, it's probably Philly, like 2100. I feel like they can get a few sacks and, uh, you know, get there just off of that. So, yeah, as a home favorite,
2: no less. I think you could also look at Atlanta versus, you know, a street undrafted quarterback. Like, that's yeah. fine in my book, too. At that like works. 300. Yeah. A lot
3: of defenses are going to be popular. I, I like the Saints a lot. Uh, continue our theme here. I'm playing all the low-owned Saints. 1% Ben Watson, 1% New Orleans Dick. Oh, what a stack. Uh, <laughs> I want a cut of that. <laughs> but they're they're
2: sizable favorites at home. And the Saints are sending Ben Watson back on the punt return team. Yes. What's going on here?
3: Oh, I would. That would just be amazing. <laughs> um, but like Watson, uh, so now I'm talking about freaking Watson again. Uh, the Saints defense has been like legit good over the last like two months. So I, I don't Sixth think it's...
2: in DVOA this season, I believe. I looked it up earlier. Yeah, they've, uh, they've just been really
3: impressive. And, uh, you know, Ben obviously is like tough to sack and doesn't throw a ton of picks, but... You know, I think that we pretty much agree that this game environment is going to lead to a lot of passing and if that's the case then that means that we have inflated opportunities for those plays. So, right. That's who I like. Uh, any other defense you guys want to talk about or can we build another team? Let's build another team. Alright, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jones, you can go first here. Um, I'm pretty sure it's your turn to go first, so go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think I think I was about to go first last time and I ran upstairs. So um, let's just lock in Chubb.
2: Ooh, a Dub Dub. Who wants to lock
3: in Chubb? Lamarca?
2: I'm going to defer to you, Anthony.
3: Oh, gosh. No pressure. Yeah, I don't like being deferred to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to say
2: Amari. Interesting. We're going for a little balance build here. I kind of dig it. Uh, I'm going with Bob Woods. Bobby, Jones.
0: I'm trying to lock this in here. All right. Um, let's go. Let's uh, let's go. Goff. You guys said you
3: kind of like Goff, right? I'm fine with that. Stack them up with Woods. Yeah. All right. So we got Goff in. Uh Let's see. Let's go with uh, let's go with a double dip here. We'll go with Matt Matt's boy Everett at the tight end spot. Wow.
2: Interesting. Oof, this is pretty gross.
3: Low owned double <laughs> stack.
0: Yeah, nobody, nobody's gonna have that. <laughs> okay.
2: uh, I am gonna go with James White at running back.
3: All right, so Jones, you had, you're the last pick here. So far, we have Goff, Chubb, White, Cooper, Woods, Everett, forty seven hundred at the spot. So you have uh you have some money to play with you. Uh, I'm actually,
0: let's go with, uh, I said before that I'm going to lock him in pretty much every lineup. So let's just go Coleman in the flex there and leave up that last wide receiver in defense with a little bit of money to spend for the folks at home. Oh, you're so
3: nice. Uh, all right. So we've got Jared Goff, Nick Chubb, James White, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods, Gerald Everett, and Tevin Coleman, uh, wide receiver and defense left $9,300 total to spend. Um. Obviously, my pick is the grossest pick of the lineup. So, when, <laughs> when this fails, you guys can all blame
2: me. Um, I feel pretty confident that that's a that's a contrarian core right there.
3: Yeah, I mean, if I don't think trying,
2: anybody's going to have that combination of seven guys.
3: Yeah, if we're trying to win the millie, right? We gotta get a little, we gotta get a little weird. So uh, I love getting weird. <laughs> that's gonna do it for this edition of On the Daily. Please be sure to subscribe, to rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And check out the Listener League. We're up to 50 people this week. So more Go money ahead. to win. Um, we account for less of the rake. So hooray us. And uh, <laughs> that'll do it. For the two mats. I'm Anthony Miko. Thanks for listening.